Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast episode 306. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the very energetic Elsie Escobar <laughs> and and the former basement dweller, John Jamingo. Hello, everyone. Are you going back to the basement, though? I can't make up my mind. I don't like this room because of the, the echo in the room. Acoustics? Mm-hmm. But there's a window here, and I can see civilization. If I go down in the basement. Yeah. It is nice. It's nice to see fresh air. Otherwise, you're just, you feel like you're in a penitentiary. I can't even tell you what a game changer it is for me to have windows and to have the option of being able to look out the windows. It's just so much better. In... It's better. I agree. Yes. So. I might just sound treat this room and stay here. Can I just tell you guys, I'm going to go visit someone who's here from out of town because she grew up here and her, her dad's in the hospital or something. And I'm a little nervous because, you know, because of the pandemic and stuff like I do look a little like I've been in jail for a year. Like my roots are not being dyed until tonight. And like, that's kind of like how we all look is like that we've been, we've been in the, in the clank for a year. That's how I feel anyway. Wait, you said that you were a little afraid. Is that yeah, what you said? I'm just nervous to see her. Oh, First nervous. of all, I never, she's a college roommate. I haven't oh. seen her in a really long time. But also, you know, like I certainly don't look as good as I did last time she saw me because you know, I was able to leave the house and get manicures and pedicures and hair dye and stuff. Right now, I just oh look. I got to go with the whole you know. thing as if it, they matter, it, they won't mind. And if they mind, they won't matter. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't. She's not going to care. I'm exactly. just saying for me, it's weird. Okay. No, I get it. I mean, it, yes, absolutely. Like, I was just she thinking about. She's like a sister. Yeah. When it comes to like investing in a lot of the things that oftentimes you don't really even think about until you're traveling, like. I was just thinking about when I was in, well, actually, it was really just about LA. I remember specifically how much that mattered to me every time that I had to go to work, that there were some really vital things that needed to happen. Yeah. Every time I went to work, the makeup that I was wearing, the jewelry that I was wearing, the where my hair looked, making sure that I wasn't like totally stinky. Like I had three separate, like I had so many black outfits because we had to wear black whenever I used to go serve at the restaurant. And the types of shoes that I was wearing and there was all of the stuff that I had that was like absolutely must have stuff in my house constantly. And now when I look back, I'm like, how did I even spend all that? Like, what did how I even, did I even find time to do it is a better question. I had a whole system for my hair that involved four products and turning upside down and some kind of diffuser. I don't do any of it now. This is what I, I, I remember my beauty routine was a, a lot more. Like I remember specifically when I took a shower, like there were all of these things that I did and, and like the face stuff and like all the late, like there was like all of these things that I used to do. And now I don't even remember what products I actually used and why I used those things. I remember my products. Can't remember. 
I'm pretty, I mean, because I use the same ones every day. I used a specific blue eyeliner. I used a specific pink lipstick. I wasn't really allowed much else, but I had L'Oreal pumping curls that I used on my hair in addition to some kind of like weird silicone shiny thing that I put in there. And then for shampoo and conditioner, I used St. Ives Jojoba, which was like pink. Jojoba. It was pink and smelled a little like. I don't know, like fruit kind of. It was like a fruity smell. I don't know. I didn't really anyway, wear. That was, anyway, yeah. that was back when we cared. A lot of my men yeah. friends decided that it was okay now because of the pandemic to go back to the 70s. Yeah, that's what Patrick's saying. Everyone oh, my like, God. Yes, that's right. His hair is so long. Well, see, here's where I think all of that comes into play. It's the fact that we're not getting immediate feedback from other human beings around us that are not our immediate family or... You know, there are some of us who actually live alone. So the only way that you get any kind of feedback is when you see people like on screen. And that's not the same way. So I think that something happens. Trevor Noah's afro is really popping. He hasn't had a Trevor Noah? Yeah. I don't know him personally. He usually has a very close buzz, but like he's been doing his show from his, I guess, his basement. Right. It's always in a hoodie and he's always got like a, it's like mine. It's like almost as big as mine. (laughs) That's ridiculous, but it's true. Well, it's I mean, huge. I love it. There's just like a lot of stuff, and I was just thinking, like, I know. Okay, so we're gonna go into the NSFW part of the show now. Oh boy! But what about like all of the you for the private warning. parts taking care of business? Like, not. I honestly never have gone and gotten my privates taken care of. Like bikini waxes. Yeah, yeah. Like all of that stuff, and like all I've had my legs waxed in the past. But nothing else. And I was just thinking, like, has that gone down? Like, those businesses, have they of been? Of course. You can't go in person and do that. I wouldn't stick my nether regions in someone's face right now. No way. Well, that part of you isn't really contagious. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Someone else's face might go there <laughs> I later. I don't know. I could understand. <laughs> I could understand your mouth. face is going to be down there that might not want to get sick. <laughs> Well, the thing is, though, if it's, listen, if you are. Isn't there a lot of screaming when the waxing is going on? Like, and there's like that. Well, there could be. I'm assuming that there can be. But see, here's what I was thinking. I'm like, wouldn't like a a dentist have more of a possibility of like infection or like transmission of a virus than. Yeah, but that shit's an emergency if you have a dental thing. Right. The okay. other thing is not an emergency. It's cosmetic. Right. Here's what I would say. You can shave and you can use like Nair or something to get rid of the hair. But also yesterday, I just saw a commercial for a razor by Gillette Venus that is specifically for pubic hair. And they had pubic hair written out on the television. Really? Which I was I was shocked by this. Not that they created the razor, but that they said pubic hair in a commercial. I was like, oh, my Lord. I don't even know how I would begin to even design the razor is somehow different to go around the curves of your crotch and like something about the hair. There's different blades for the hair. Hold on. Maybe I can find it. Wait, look, my hip and cool girlfriend still go get waxed here. And so, you know, mind you, Joe, good. I don't even know if that even exists over where I live because it's hippie town. So it's like probably, you know what they would find though here that would be like, I don't know if y'all had seen this, but here it was very hip to color your armpit hair. 
So then it would just be, you know, pink and blue. I like that. And green. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to the screen share. (laughs) (laughs) Gillette (laughs) Venus. New pubic hair and skin. Major news for your labia majora. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now, could you imagine them coming up with that? Major news for your labia majora. Good Lord. Meet the new way to care for down there. And I don't specific. Okay, there's a starter kit. The one-time delivery includes everything you need to shave, soothe, and smooth. Prep for your shave with a two-in-one cleanser and shave gel. Groom with precision with the razor and then maintain your smoothest with a daily soothing serum. So they have a skin exfoliant. They have a shave gel. But I just, I still don't see, I guess the it's razor, just thinner. It's, it's just specifically skinnier. designed to help skin from irritation. It's patented irritation defense bar and optimally spaced blades allow the blades to cut hair while barely touching the skin. Well, where were you two years ago before the pandemic? That's what I'd like to know. I think this maybe only is it's happening because, because of the pandemic. I think that's what I'm saying. This is only here because... We can't go get waxed, although some of us are very brave in Southern California, but the rest of us, you know, haven't waxed. And so they're like, what can we do for these hairy jungle women? Let's see. What can we do? For these hairy young jungle women. Men have a thing called manscape. Yeah, manscaping. Manscape. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, like a trimmer, like a, you know, like an electric one. You buzz around down there. Yeah. Patrick says they say pubic hair in the commercial. They do. They say it in the commercial. It was the most. I'm like, I know I'm a prude, but I I wasn't offended, but I was shocked. Well, what about the labia majora? I know. Well, that's not said in the commercial. That's just on the website. But what Uh, I'm saying is like, I don't want my little boy to ask me what that is. I mean, he knows what it is, but I don't want him to say, why did they say? Just say, no, they say public hair, public care. Are we all done being demure? Has Generation Z and the first people to ever work in an advertising agency just decided for us that we're no longer going to be demure? We're just going to say labia majora, pubic hair. I mean, I'm not saying I need to call it my hoo-ha, but like, you know, you could be a little subtle, a little subtle. You think so? I don't think so, dude. I'm not saying you have to use medical terms. I'm just saying like, you know, you could just be like for... For the hair that, whatever. Why does it have to be medical? That's all I'm saying. Jeez, it's on television. You, you want to write about it? Write about it all day. I know. I hear myself. Believe me. What would be an acceptable word for that on television that wouldn't make somebody go? <gasps> A specific razor designed for the hair you use to wax. How about we say crotchal region? Can we say cr- no, the crotchal region? Give me a break. That is exa- That is what it is. It needs to be called what it is. The end. It's the crotchal it's, region. Crotch is just such a not good term. Whatever. Why? Pubic it's hair is perfect. Specific. It's what it is. Right. Downstairs. Joe says downstairs. Right. The hair down downstairs there. Downstairs is good. The hair down there is very specific. Yeah, Don't the hair down toes. there. Yeah, that's good too. But alas, though, come on, give me a break. It's pubic hair. That's what it is. Oh my god! I know that's what it is. Also, yeah, and yes, uh, but yeah, I don't think that here that that is a thing. There's way too much hair coming out of everybody's parts here. It's like hair, like as in not only in the armpits, but like the long hair, the long yeah. hair, like every hair is long hair. So I don't. Yeah. And there's like so if you want to get shaved and things or or the stuff taken off 
that doesn't exist. But every corner has a tattoo parlor and a piercing place. So of course, might as well just get pierced or get tattooed. <laughs> and yeah. that no is crotchal? a lot. Yeah. You get it for a threefer. You go for a tattoo, a piercing, and a waxing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know this. It's got to go. I mean, I, I have definitely made efforts to see, you know, I've definitely taken my stand against the man and pubic hair and decided that I smell a lot better when I just am less of a feminist in this category. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I also think that it also depends on the person because there are some people who just happen to not be, I can't say, ble- well, I mean, blessed Smelly? or cursed by much extra s- hair stuff. And yeah. It just depends. It depends on your body. It depends on your body type. It depends on what that feels like for you or how comfortable that is for you. I just saw somebody else talking about the need to totally take care of business down there if you're doing like biking, like long distance, like speed biking, or like you do workouts on the bike and actually going. Oh, I can imagine it's like the Amazon down there otherwise. Yeah, because I guess it just hurts a lot. Um, and hurts, anyway. pulls smells, sweats. Yeah, I'm sure it's a goddamn nightmare. La 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 la. So <laughs> podcasting Patrick is like... <laughs> la 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 la. Yes, okay. Let's move into some podcasting related news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So if anybody would like to know when we are going live and you capture all of the, because Jessica did put the website up and she showed us the razor. for So for those of you who are not watching live, you can hear our discussion of it, but you never got a chance to see it. So if you do want to be in the know, you need to make sure that you put this or like send, what is it? Hello? Is it hello or yes? I don't know. Yes, yes. Over at 302-240-3425, 302-240-3425 and say yes. Text yes to that number. That's going to get us in, get you in the little list so that we can make sure that we let you know when we're live. And it, you literally get a text and you can just tap through to when the live, live YouTube when link. When we're on a webinar, yep. when we're getting a sale, when we're, when we're doing anything, When I anything, have interesting we'll things you. to share with you. Elsie will text you. All of those things. So 302-240-3425. And now why don't we just get started with a little bit of feedback. We have audio feedback from our friend Bonnie. Hey, Jess and Elsie, it's Bonnie. I heard your episode about, I think it was ambivalent. Anyway, Jess was talking about the spark and the car and could it blow up, etc. And that really is true. Obviously, Jess has not blown up yet, and we want that to continue. It happened at a <laughs> Shell station years ago with a sister from a friend of mine. A spark ignited when she was pumping her gas She literally blew up. She died. And that's what started this whole thing. So ideally, when you're pumping gas, you need to be touching the side of the car before you pump it. So supposedly that takes away the spark. I don't know. But that's where it all comes from. I understand that you don't really want to hear about it. I'm with you. I get that. Anyway, that's where it comes from. Hold on. Love you guys. Love the episode, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. 
thank you for that optimistic and <laughs> powerfully positive message. <laughs> Did she say she was with a friend and they no, blew up in front one of her of face? Her, it, no, she wasn't her with friend's her sisters. friends. Her friend's oh. sister. Yeah. Her friend's sister blew up and died. Right. Yeah. At the gas station. Yes, Correct. because there was Filling a spark. And that's what happened. Right. I'm so glad I shared this this story with you guys about fucking filling my gas. It has to do with static electricity and being able to be grounded. Now your tires on the ground separate the car from ground. And so what you are, you are the ground. So when you touch the car, you are now grounding. So I'm not sure you're supposed to be touching the car. I don't think you should be touching the car. I think you should be just because the gas handle is also grounded. So this way you don't want to spark. Once that spark hits, kaboom. Well, thank God I'm alive. I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> thank God I'm alive. Thank God I'm because alive. Because it seems I've been very close to death on more than one occasion. You have been, Jessica. I, yes, look it. Even Patrick says it's happened. I never use a phone while pumping gas. I, I mean. Well, you're very safe. Yes. Yeah, so, Jess. As a result. We, we are, we, you have I guess been I won't do it anymore. Yeah, no more. No more. You know, you can get hurt without, you know, one time when I went to my last high school reunion, my dad let me borrow his Corvette. It was a 90s Corvette. Mm -hmm. And the gas pump is in the back. You open the license plate and the gas pumps in there. So um, I stuck it in, but then I had a hard time yanking it out. And so when I pulled it, I accidentally squeezed and then threw it right in my face. So I went and got it right in my face like a whole a full splash of gasoline but i was like five seconds away from the um explosion no no from the <laughs> goddamn the party what was it again reunion high school reunion from the reunion oh. so i had a rush i was with my best friend from high school had a rush to the mall run through the mall try and find something that did not stink of gasoline put it on got there and i was like i'm fine everything's fine Hold on, I have to vomit. And I was in the bathroom almost the whole night because of the... I swallowed gasoline. I'm lucky. Again, I'm lucky I'm alive. You're lucky. Yes, Jess, this is so not okay. You are just living a life of peril. I am a blessed... I'm clearly meant here. I'm clearly here for a purpose. Yes, you are. All right. So is now, this that moving, purpose? Let's find out. Okay, moving on. Moving right along. This was a really happy news for me. Um, so Apple yeah. Podcasts or, you know, Apple teamed up with Common Sense Media to curate podcasts for kids. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic idea because so exciting it's so great i don't know if y'all do this but i i personally use common sense media all the time like almost all the time whenever randy says we're gonna watch this movie um and i think you know for whatever reason i'm like i don't know about that or if i'm watching something that i want to like show them or something that i have not had the possibility to watch the entire thing myself, I will go to Common Sense Media and I will read all of the reviews. I will read every all the feedback, everything that's happening there. And then I can make an informed decision based on, on what that is. And I think for podcasts, it is so good. And it is not necessarily mm. to like, I use Common Sense Media primarily for not question. Yeah. Well, questionable content for my children to see if like they're at the age to be able to to watch something. But I think this, the reason that I like it 
with the podcast is not because of the questionable material, but more along the lines of when it's age appropriate, because now the majority of podcasts, and I may be wrong, so please do pull, you know, prove me wrong, are for the little ones. They're great for like younger ones, maybe all the way up to like seven or eight. But once you hit that seven or eight, then it becomes, I don't know, like it just doesn't happen. Then there's a gap. And then you get a lot of the sort of like early 20s, mid 20s type shows out there that are. Well, because every kid is different, right? Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like there's a gap. I'm telling you that there's a gap. Like I don't want my my kids to be listening to something like Wow in the World, which is an amazing show and they really love it. But now they're maybe moving outside of that norm. And then the next choice that they have is something like Love Line. Yeah. Right? You know, because it's like, what's in the middle there? Like, what's the middle part? Well, there are shows in the middle, but you just have to, you know, like Happiness or or the Happy Show by um, Gretchen, what's her name? But that's a a grown-up show. That's not a kid show. That's not aimed at them. I mean, isn't America's Funniest Home Videos an adult show, but kids watch it? Well, yeah, but that's because it's silly. That's what I'm talking about. It has to be something that the kids are interested in watching, excuse me, listening to, but that isn't like, let's talk about life and how to be happy. You know, I mean, I'm sure Gretchen's is not like that, but something fun. Yeah, it's heavy though. I know what you mean. It's heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Joe says it's hard to... Kids say it should be rated one thing. Parents say it should be rated another thing. And then common sense media finally gives their rating a little confusing depending on the age. I completely agree. But one of the things is that I really like to read. Like the thing that I watch is how much of whatever they have. So positive images, violence, sex. um, What is the other thing? Language. And they'll have like a little dot according to whatever that is, representation, they'll have a little dot. And then that way you can see what that means for yourself. And then I think as a parent, I'm able to then negotiate what they do. Like I just watched the new, the Avengers thing, not the Avengers, the other one, Justice League, the new Justice League that just came out, the Snyder Cut. And it said it's a rated R movie. Right. It said that it's a rated R movie. And I was like, rated R? what? And so I watched it, but my kids have watched The Matrix. So yeah, it's like, to me, I didn't merit, like, I they're fine. I'm We're going to watch it. We're going to watch It's going to be fine. They have like one like questionable, profane word towards the end because I was waiting. I was waiting for the, where's the language? Because they got an R rated because of the violence and the profanity. I mean, I know that I'm going to be talking to someone who probably did not have the same experience I did. But when I was in middle school, some of you who are watching this live, just, you know, give me a shout out if this was you as well. But like the most popular thing to consume as a 12 year old was NWA and the song Me So Horny, which was probably the most sexist, explicit, violent, like song rap song up until Megan the Stallion and and uh, Cardi B's song. That was probably the most explicit song ever was Me So Horny and they had another one about balls, I think. Of course it was marked explicit, but like everyone knew it by heart. Every person I know knew it by heart. So like 
even if there is a warning or a label, <laughs> kids are going to consume. Yeah, baby got back. That's not as explicit as me so horny. Come on. Ice, 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 baby. Now you're being ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's because of the, isn't that, isn't ice, ice, baby like drugs? Is it? I don't know. I thought he was vanilla ice because he's cool and he's white. Anyway. Listen, I, you are asking the wrong. I guess the point I'm making is there is no, you should just watch it or listen first. Then if it's okay, you let them. Like Emily's favorite show at Hunter's Age was House MD. And we would watch the whole thing. We watched House. And then if it was okay for her to watch, we would let her watch that episode. And if it wasn't, we'd delete it off of the thing. Right. No, I'm I'm cool with that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but I would like to have a guidance to be able to double check on something if I'm not going to be able to listen right away. Right. What if those people are like super nunny and like stitched up and conservative? What? But that's how like- can you trust other people to tell you if it's OK? That's all I'm saying. Like when I go on IMDb for shows, well- I you know. That's the point of common sense media because you do get that. Like you get that. And so you can read people's opinions and then you go, oh, I understand what this person is coming from. But her stat, like her standards for movies are these. That's not ours. Right. Like you can tell. Got it. So then you can make a choice and you can go like, oh, I see how that is. Right. So I love that they're curating a list because I would not know where to go otherwise because it is too big of a job. For me to listen to them all and just decide what Isaac should listen to. This is an right. amazing idea. I guess I was just thinking like it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you can trust them <laughs> or, you know, I mean, like each one is well, different. Well, Common Sense shady. Media, I do actually trust. They do a really good job putting stuff together. So, yes, I do trust that. And it gives me a very good understanding, like a a, a broad understanding of making sure that I'm able to do to make the best choices that I can in that. And I also like it when they point out the problematic scenes because then I can go, and I don't know if they're going to do that with the audio because that's a lot of listening, right? It's like, whoa, because that when, when you start to see whatever that is, it's like, there's a scene that does this and this and that. Then you go, oh, okay, it's that scene. Then you can actually go to that scene and then go, is this a yay? Is this a nay? Do I want them to see it or not see it? then you can definitely make choices that are based on that. And that, to me, has been really helpful. I think that the recommendations are based on the show as a whole, not necessarily... Right, and I think that that's transcribe true. And they don't transcribe and evaluate. It's like the overall show is probably a good idea or not a good idea. Yeah, because it, it would be... It, it, there would be a lot of consumption. And I think we're going to deal with that very soon here with another another one of these articles that I posted in here. I wonder if that's the next one. Oh, yeah. Actually, it goes right into the next thing, which is um, here's another article. And this one is from Variety. And the headline for this thing, it says, New Group aims to warn advertisers about podcast perils. But this one actually says that, and this is the thing that like struck me, uh, a quote from this article says, 
Oftentimes, the best performing programs for an advertiser are the ones that have the strongest opinions and often can be very polarizing. It's very alluring. There are a lot of businesses that have built their companies on the back of polarizing personalities, says Dan Granger, a CEO of Oxford Road, a media buying agency that does a lot of work with podcasts and is a member of the Roundtable. Then you wake up one day and you see something trending on Twitter because the host of one of these shows said something controversial and all of a sudden everyone freaks out. <laughs> I'm Joe Rogan. And, oh my God. So, you know, interesting that this is the thing that kind of – and so my thought process is who is listening? And so what these what this roundtable does – is that they kind of give you an idea of the type of biases and the type of possible problematic conversations that some of the podcasters might be. You know what I take from this article? What I take from this article is that we're not nearly controversial enough. We should argue. We should curse. Really? And maybe maybe even make some stuff up. Because they're making all the money, those guys. First of all, you do curse. You do argue. Yeah, we do. And we do fight. And yes. not like I don't, every day. I don't make things up, though. I guess that's my last barrier. That's true. To being Alex Jones. Also, with the way that things are going, we would be canceled before we actually even made money. Who would cancel us? Because, what's what I'm saying? I'm saying if we start like making stuff up or being super controversial we would just be canceled before we even made the money so then we we would be canceled and not make the money the only way to be controversial is to hate someone or something and i have a hard time feeling that strongly about literally anything so there's no way i could be controversial because if someone feels strongly i'm just like all right maybe you're right <laughs> and then that's it it's over i can't like care i can't drum it up enough to be controversial well, you sound like you feel really strongly about this. You're probably right. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, but I guess what the, the I guess the biggest conversation here though is that now there is like a thing. There's a there's this new group thing and that is been created so that they can display and I'm not sure how they're going to do this though. That that display the most and least bias so that it's a chart it's going to be prepared by the research organization at Fonties Media. And I thought I read how they were going to do it. Don't they put in keywords like like a profanity filter? I don't Can know. They do it like, you know, how Facebook gives you like like on your page, they give you like profanity filter that you can filter out like words like Russia and Ray-Ban. I wonder if I similarly, know. I wonder if similarly, if you say like Trump enough times, you're on that list. If you, you say, so? maybe, I mean, it would be a good way to start. Well, I don't know, because look, what if you're just reporting something and that happens to be the term that you're using? But see, here's here's what it says in this article. The goal of the organizers is to help advertisers find a way to monitor content and avoid boycotts launched by activists and consumers who often call out sponsors on Twitter and other social media outlets. It's to help them avoid being canceled. Right. As if you could be safe from that for any reason. Anyway. So. Nobody is safe. Buck up, campers. None of us well, are safe. Well, now that's a thing. If I'm you just leave the house, 
you're on the chopping block, possibly to be canceled. Did you guys know that Elsie, that even though I think pineapples with sunglasses and headphones are adorable and friendly, that Elsie has forbidden me from using pineapples in our design because it has some kind of cultural annotation. Yes, I don't. Yes, that you have to like it is culturally. Yes, it is not appropriate. There are some things that are just not appropriate for you to be using. And pineapples. A pineapple has a certain thing to it, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is. I thought you're supposed to bring a pineapple to someone's home to welcome them. That's what I remember. No, there's like, there's like, it's just like you, yeah, historical context and the way things are used and why they were used in the way that they were used. And so it depends on where you're, yeah, no, no pineapples. It used to be good luck to bring a well, pineapple to somebody's house as a, right. not right. anymore. That's why I thought it would be cute to use it for the super squad when we were welcoming people with pineapples. That have that have personalities. Here, here, but don't let anybody know. This is supposed to bring no, you no, good luck. No, no, no. We're not going to. Here, here. Like, here's a, <laughs> under the table pineapple. No, come here, on. Here. No, seriously. It would only be under the table so I didn't piss off Elsie. Not, yeah, I don't no. Really yeah, we're to, not having pineapples with glasses. I don't need that kind so of I did, stress. I know. I, I stress her out. She's always like, look at this. And I'm always like, well, because you know. after that. You know. After that experience, I knew I could never be safe. <laughs> because... It's a pineapple. And if someone is going to ding me for culturally misappropriating a pineapple, it wasn't a misappropriating. There may not there may not be room for me in this new world. Look, Tara, uh, of course Tara it. would see, know. It's not, All right. See that? Tara says pineapples are a sign of welcome, but it's rooted in colonialism because the British Empire colonized all the places where pineapples came from, so the wealthy had pineapples as a sign of prosperity. Well, Lottie freaking da. Well, but that's not the I'm case saying. anymore. Okay, but that's not the case anymore. It's Even not. If it's we never colonialism, used them. I can't. What? <laughs> we never used them. How do you feel about pineapples? What? I fucking love pineapples. I They're do delicious. Too. They are. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm not a part. Oh, my God. I didn't colonialize anyone. My sister showed up it's here. It's time to be quiet. <laughs> you need to now just be quiet. Do not say. No, because all of us have it. Every single one of us have part of it, No, regardless of whether our ancestors, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Everybody has participated in some way, shape, or form, and it's just a matter of recognizing it. And that's where you move from. It's never like, my people didn't do it. Yes, your people did. The end. No, but what I'm saying is, isn't this a small enough issue that can be sort of like, ignored if you just want to have a cute picture of a pineapple like where does it end it could but it ends when you don't have a partner that's totally insane about stuff like this that's constantly like oh my god tara tells us the background and then says i have pineapples all over my house yeah but that's your house see there's a difference between you having pineapples in your house and you leading with that as a brand choice that's different Okay, I have like you, we have to make some of these decisions. So anyway, thank yes. you. It's just that they were they were um, popular last summer because it was summer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm moving on. Yeah. Ikea's new podcast. Did you listen to it? I did. I totally did. And it is possibly the most genius idea I think I've ever had or they have ever had. Uh-huh. Not me. They. Have you, John, it is like uh, the most incredible way for you to just go to sleep. 
It is a fantastic way in which the so I did you know that the IKEA catalog is going to go away? I mean, it's way overdue because it uses so much paper. Every time I get one in the mail, I feel sad. But, you know, part of it is that like their online experience wasn't like ideal for IKEA, like you are correct. You had to go to the store. Going there is amazing. Bruising through the bruising, perusing through the catalog is amazing. But like yeah, the website wasn't really perfect. So if they are going to get rid of the catalog, I hope that means that they've made their website a little bit more user-friendly because you couldn't order from it. Like there was just, it was a mess kind of. So now they're going away because of the fact that the pandemic is not allowing people to go do their stuff on the store. So given that, Mm -hmm. they are going to go in there and they're just going to record it. So yes, I did listen to it. And it literally is this lovely woman talking, doing her thing. And she... (laughs) She reads the IKEA catalog. Mm-hmm. That's it. She just like reads to it. read it. She yeah. It she just delightful. reads. She just reads the IKEA catalog. The end. So that is all. It is a nice thing. It is a nice uh, idea, and I like it. And it's also uh, a wonderful opportunity for folks that are the kind of thing that they do. There is they are serving folks that can't see, visually impaired. That's nice. I mean, it must be hard to build those. I mean, I guess you can get them pre-built or you can hire someone to build it for you. Or maybe you live with someone who is not seeing impaired and then they can build it for you. And they can build it for you. But alas, we love the IKEA new podcast thing. And then we have the Google Podcast Preps fine-tuned episode recommendations. So from nine to five... Uh, this is from 9to5google.com. We can now see, and I know John is no longer an Android person. He has once again come to the iPhone side of the world. And that one has a new setup now where you can have a little heart icon where it tells you what podcast to show you more episodes like this in your recommendations. So it's nice. Sure, it's got more shows like that. I wanted to ask you a question that's not on our show notes, if that's mm-hmm. okay, quickly. Yes, please, please. Where is your camera that you're so far away and it's like oh. above you? Like, um, that's not your computer, is it? Do you put your computer no. on some kind of shelf or how, how's that working? It is working because I have it. Um, so I have my desk and then I have the camera that's behind Behind my desk, there's another little table, and then the light is back after that, so it's a little farther away. Why? Is it different? It's different. It's different, right? You like it? <laughs> you're in, like you're in more of like a studio. You're not standing, are you? No, dude, I'm sitting. My chair is back. You're here. sitting in a desk. Yeah. You're further away. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. I want that setup, but I don't know what I need. Well, to- you have to have something. Where's your Where's your desk? Is your desk I like? Mean, I, w- I went by feng shui, so it's like the front door is – I'm facing the front door, but I'm not all the way backed up to the wall. I'm sort of like in the middle and the desk sticks out in the middle, kind of like a – like it's right by the window. All so right. I mean so what's I could put something in front of me. I could – What's in um, front of right you now? Right it's now? like bookshelf and empty space and the wall. It's like in the is middle of the room. Is there space kind of. between the your desk and the wall? Yes. In front of you? Lots of space. Okay. Like in the middle of the room. Then – you li- okay, do you have one of those little tables that you, you know, when you're like eating it by the sofa or on the sofa, like there's yeah, yeah, a little yeah, table that table. you bring in, mm-hmm. little TV table? 
get a yeah. little TV table and just put the little TV table in front of your desk. Yep. Right? And then put yep. your camera. So the camera needs to be on a tripod. Right. But I have the Logitech one that hangs on the back. Does Me too, dude. It doesn't matter. Oh, we're, well, then you put it on a tripod, huh? Hold yeah. On, you put it, you like screw it up oh, into yeah, the little Oh, yeah. It has tripod. a little tripod thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would. I was like going to bring it and show you, but then I'm I'm using that camera. I like so it. I can't do it. I'm digging it. All yeah, right, and so you guys, you're welcome. You move okay. it. Yeah, exactly. You move it back a little bit, and then it gives you the option to have a little bit more of like a thing. And the reason I did this is because I wanted to get a little bit more width to the setup, and you can get a little bit more. I don't know. It just was better than just my face. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's nice. It I looks like clean. It. But it also looks like, yeah, it looks like you're, I just like it. I like the way it looks. So, yeah. Anyway, but thanks. Uh, thanks. And I will actually be able to, um, for those of you who are listening to this, you can definitely check out the replay or whatevs from all of that stuff in there to figure it out. Thank you for asking yeah. me the questions. And I will take a picture of it and send it to you so that you can see Perfect. it. I have one last thing here before we sh- close out the show, I think. And I, I don't know if you knew this, but I but I think that Sky, our friend yes. Sky, wrote an article for Hot Pod. Was it Hot Pod? It's, in, yeah. it's on Vulture? Yes, because well, it's on Vulture, but it's part of Hot Pod. Good for uh, That came out Yay, on March 9th. Sky. Isn't Yay. That That's awesome. Yeah, so it is a very, it's a long article, and I know that it was really smart and amazing, <laughs> but I i have to be tr- transparent here that I literally just went in and I um, didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't, not because I don't love Sky, uh, but because I, I really wanted to pay attention to it and make sure that things were like... Th- that, mm-hmm. I mean, she's got big thoughts and they're big. The big thoughts are amazing. And I thought she had something amazing to say. And therefore, I wanted to make sure that I paid attention at that time. And when I found this article, I was not in a place to pay attention. I just put it in the show notes and I did not go back. But the article is called yeah, The it's... Long and Winding Roads to Hollywood. And it has to do, of course, with podcasting. So do you want to talk about the article or just send people to it? I'm going to send people to it unless you were able to somehow glean something majestic out of you scanning that article where you can sound like you know what she's talking about in here. Because in all honesty, I didn't even get a chance. Okay. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Okay. In November 2018, Amazon Prime Video released the first season of Homecoming, a 10-part series helmed by Sam Esmail, headlined by Julia Roberts and Stephen James. It's a psychological thriller that was critically lauded banking a few Golden Globes nominations and a second season renewal. The story has become podcast industry lore because it was aided by behind the scenes audio companion released by Gimlet. And so it is sort of contributing to a now what she calls a now notable trend within a few years of the streaming debut Articles proclaiming that podcasts have become a Hollywood goldmine have become commonplace to a point where one could be forgiven for picturing podcast creators giddily stashing tinsel-laden $1,000 bills beneath their freshly installed Casper mattresses. (laughs) But it's largely fantastical. It was then and it is today. Things have got an option, but it's still a huge crapshoot is what is basically what she's saying. Like, 
like people are saying, oh, look, Demi Moore has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous. And that does not right. exactly true. The stuff that's the stuff that's optioned is stuff from people who have already been in television and movies. Not like you're not going to see like I mean, Joe Rogan also has been in TV and movies. But, like you're not going to see. I don't know. Like who's a pod- like Tim Ferriss is not all of a sudden going to be in his own movie or whatever. Yeah, because that totally sucks. Oh, my God. It would be so boring. Anyway. <laughs> We don't want bored that. to tears. No, we bored don't want to that. Bored to tears, I tell you. Bored to tears. Um, so, yeah. So, that's basically it. Just that it seems like it's a path to Hollywood, but really it's not. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. Lovely. Okay. So, can we do Elsie's tool tips really quickly? Yeah. And then we'll wrap it up. Do it. Elsie's tool tips. Okay. I have two things. One of them is that I got another pair of the ear thingies. The headphones. Um, these ones are white, the ones that are in the in ears so that you don't see them. And I got them because I am a huge believer, and I've said this before, and I think that it's like a military thing before, but it's like two is one and one is none. So it's the whole act of redundancy that you need to have like sep- like different kinds of backup all the time in case something goes awry. So I'm I'm a mass like I get really obsessed with being able to have the second pair or the second solution to solve a problem. So I got these because um, when I started searching to get another pair of the ones that we got and we've told people to get beforehand, it seems like they sold out so much that you can't get the clear ones anymore. Can you believe it, Jess? You cannot get the clear ones anymore. The ones that you're wearing. Cannot um, believe it. They're gone. So now they have just the ones in black and they have like another pair and I don't know what color. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get another pair. So these ones that I'm wearing are a different brand. They are over the ears. They, they're they clear in the ear. That's the reason I bought them. But when I got them, I saw that the cord was white. But at this point, you can't really see them. Like you can't see the cord. I have it behind me. So it's a different choice. That's so I'm going to put a link in the show notes of the ones that I got this time. They are still very reasonably priced. I think they ended up being like $15 or something like that. So in order to have the backup. And then the other thing that I wanted to share with you today is that I got my very first fancy pen. I have a fancy pen. Let me see. You want to see my fancy pen? Where is it from? It is. the, The one from the pen store, right? Uh, yeah, well, this is a, Yay. it's like a step number one to have like this kind of a pen. I don't know what it's called. I forgot the name um, of it. That is called a fountain pen. A fountain pen. So this is my very first fountain pen ever in the whole world. And it is a Lamy Safari. And it is in this really beautiful sort of like metallic, turquoisey green, not even turquoise. It's teal. It's a teal, metallic mm-hmm. teal. And it is fantastic. I love my Lamy Safari pen. I'm enjoying writing in my notebook. I dig it. It's the very first. I, like I, I was a little bit afraid of fountain pens. I was like, I don't know if this is going to do it. But they have a little thingy, the little inky car- cartridge thing that makes it super easy. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well because it's making me very happy and it's given me, again, writing things for me really makes my brain feel better. Mm -hmm. And I like to take notes. I like to write stuff down that it grounds me to be able to do it. So anyway, those are my two tool tips for today. Would you like to hear a funny story about fountain pens? Sure, please go for it. 
My father collects fountain pens. He always has. Like, he loves them as well. Like, writing, you know, writing his name with them and stuff. He So he's had a bunch of them, like, my my whole life. And, and uh, he also, when he would go to New York City, he would buy knockoffs because Mont Blanc is the most expensive kind of fountain pen. And they're, like, hundreds of dollars. So he would go to Chinatown and get knockoffs, you know, and bring them home and give them out as gifts because that's what he likes to do. He also likes to give out $2 bills, like the most useless shit ever. Anyway. One time he bought himself a real Mont Blanc pen and he had this really nice one from Chinatown. So he put it in the real box and gave it to my uncle who decided that he didn't really need a Mont Blanc pen and took it to Macy's to return it for $300. Oh, my gosh. And the next time my dad saw my uncle, he was like, where's the pen I gave you? He goes, oh, I returned. He goes, what do you mean you returned it? Where'd you return it? He was like, I returned it to Macy's. He was like, oh my God, you could have been arrested. It was a fake pen. Oh, you told my God. He totally could have been arrested and thrown in prison for trying to. Thank God it's a good knockoff, though, right? <laughs> that is insane. I know. That's crazy, right? But hilarious. It's totally something that happened to my dad. Anyway, those are fun pens. They are. They need cartridges and you can't don't press too hard. I'm, I, yes, I'm totally learning and I already told my girls, don't. Oh, don't let them touch it. Don't touch it. Never, 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 never. Cause you, because that little tip is very fragile. And if it, it's sharp, but also it's very fragile. And if it gets like a crack or something, your line will no longer be solid. It'll, yeah. Look, my mom is, my mom is watching, by the way. She's saying, hi, mom, that my dad has a real Mont Blanc. So I got my first. See? And also, mom. This is the one Daddy has. I think it's the one you that Daddy one has. Just, wait, is yours Mont Blanc also? No, no, no. Oh, this okay. Is you a, didn't say I that. told you it's a Lamy Safari, but I think that this is okay, my right. dad got. I think my dad has this pen. Um, yeah, and I just finally they're bought not, it for myself. So they're really nice. They're oh, not cheap. It's like it's like men and watches too. They also like pens. All right. Well, it's time to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Podcast, and for those of you who are watching. You guys are wonderful. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can find all the links that we talked about today on our website, ShePodcast.com. If you would like to give us feedback, email us at feedback at ShePodcast.com. And don't forget that you can sign up to get up-to-the-minute updates on everything that we are doing, sales, live events, webinars, etc. Just go to 302-240-3425 and type yes, or you can also go to my.community.com forward slash she podcasts. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Love you. Mean it. Bye.